0: <clears throat> Welcome back to the writing, the, writing the narrative of Jake and Eddie. I'm Jake.
1: And I'm Eddie.
0: Eddie, do you know what we're doing today? I do not. Actually, you guys, no idea. I was feeling energetic. I woke up today and it's 50 degrees. That's great temperature for around here. So I thought I would make up the subject matter for today. And Eddie has no idea what we're doing or what we're talking about. And here's the more interesting thing. Eddie gave me a list of random words and I made the questions out of those words. Are you ready? I don't even know what we're going to call this episode. And we say that for a lot of episodes, but especially this episode, we have no idea what we're going to call this one. Okay. Death. How do you feel about death? What happens after we die?
1: Well, so, you know, lately I've been on a philosophical journey, if you will. Right. And so I've been thinking about how everything in the universe is connected. Mm -hmm. So when we die it's just like you know we're just in the universe where're where do we get to explore the universe
0: are we conscious in any way
1: I don't know that's not for my knowledge yet you know
0: that's not for anybody's knowledge that that's, that's a that really like exploration calming of thought it. a lot of people fear death I feel like when the time finally comes and you know if, you know heaven forbid that I I go early from this earth but when my time finally comes, that like i'll be ready.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll uh become celebrities and then we can like die of overdose at like age 21, you know. That'd be great. That would be great. Yeah.
0: So, so you think everything's connected in the universe?
1: Yeah. I know that everything's connected. How do you
0: know that everything's connected?
1: Because it all comes from the same place, right? No matter no matter what, even if you're saying the big bang, comes from the same place even if you're saying God comes from the same place no matter what the source is just one thing and then the universe comes from the source Mm -hmm. so in the Big Bang the whole entire universe was condensed down into something smaller than an atom and then it exploded into the universe it all comes from one spot and then expands out no matter what no matter what creation theory you believe in it all comes from the same spot. Therefore, if it all comes from the same thing, everything is connected. Not only that, but if you think on a molecular level, we're all made of the same stuff. Right. Dirt is made of protons, neutrons, and electrons, same as us. No matter what, we're all made out of the same stuff. If you get down to a small enough level, that means that if everything is the same, everything is connected even antimatter is the same not necessarily the same but it antimatter the
0: same idea same concept we're made of yeah. the same things we exactly. are antimatter
1: we are dirt we
0: are literally the foundation of everything well not us ourselves but like everything's connected exactly we're all made from the same thing. so next topic that is kind of you know there what do you what do you think of like God? what do you think of God?
1: God? So I was raised in an atheist household to the point where basically anti-religion.
0: Right. I was not.
1: Yeah. So like the way that my dad described God to me was like, he's like Santa. That's what he told me. He was like, he's like Santa. He doesn't exist. And you're only told that at a young age. It was literally explained to me like Santa Claus. Where it's just like a myth.
0: See, that's an interesting way of thinking about it. Because with my family, the whole thing was, my my two brothers went to Catholic school, right? Yeah. My my older sister went to Catholic school. But when they had me, and they moved a considerable distance from where they raised the other three, it was like, nah, we don't give a shit anymore. And so they just like, didn't educate me on God. Yeah. Well, it's not like they didn't educate me. They just, like, they didn't tell me that God wasn't real. Or they didn't tell me that there, you know, they didn't tell me that there is or isn't a God. They didn't tell me what religion to believe in. They just let me, like, grow up.
1: And yeah, it's like, kinda find weird. It out, find it out on yourself.
0: Right, and it was kind of weird, the whole, like, what I believe in. Because I don't know what I believe in. It's like I don't have an identity, you know? It's like, do you believe in God? And it's like, uh, I'll get back to you on that. I haven't thought about that one yet. Yeah. And that was a good answer when you're like, I don't know six (laughs) but like now that i'm 18 and people ask me are you religious jake and it's like oh well i
1: i don't know i'd consider you agnostic what is that that is basically like the most logical route that you could take it's more logical than atheism okay okay so the reason why is because agnostic is basically saying i don't know like if jesus came down and was like sup dude I'd be like, okay, God exists. But you know, at this moment, I can't prove the Big Bang. I can't prove God. Mm -hmm. I can't prove anything. Therefore, I'm just going to say, I'll figure it out when it happens. Mm -hmm. That's basically being agnostic. It's saying, I don't know. I don't really care to touch it. It's just going to happen.
0: Whatever happens, happens.
1: Yeah, whatever happens, happens. So it's basically like atheism, except instead of saying, no God exists. You're saying maybe, I don't know. That's basically what I consider you is. I like that. Yeah,
0: because I still I celebrate the major holidays of yeah. Christianity. You know, Christmas, Easter, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, I don't put that f- major thing behind it. Yeah. Um, of like you know the Jesus being born or um, what's Easter.
1: Uh, when he comes back, I think. Right, I think, yeah,
0: the the comeback, the sequel. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) Easter today, so. Doesn't, so I changed the layout of my room, like, quite a considerable amount. Doesn't it just make you feel smarter? I don't know what it is. Does this, what, what is this vibe doing to you in my room? I completely rechanged it. Painted the walls, moved some stuff around, getting some new stuff, got rid of a bunch of old stuff.
1: It's more calming. Isn't it? Yeah.
0: It feels like I'm more productive, too.
1: Yeah, like, because there isn't things on the wall... There's nothing to distract you. Right. It's just a room, you know? So when you walk in, you aren't distracted by some like, you know, the like the things that, to look at on the wall. It's just here with your own thoughts. Right? Yeah.
0: And just knowing there's nothing under my bed because everything is in the other room cleaned out. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's calming in a way. I know there's not a mess under my bed that I have to hide from you. Something yeah. about it. I don't know. So that's your opinion on death and God. Are you ready for the next one?
1: Yeah, sure. Have
0: you been depressed lately? And if so, why?
1: I don't think so. And the reason why I say I don't think so is because one thing about depression is that you can be depressed and not even know it. It's one thing to not acknowledge it, but you can even check in with yourself and think, am I depressed? And still say no while you're depressed. So to my own knowledge, I am not depressed. You know, like, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm like the happiest person alive. But I have been finding more meaning and more things to do in my life. You know, like, uh, recently, I've started coding. And it's a really nice hobby because I feel productive while doing it. I can learn. And learning is kind of like my uh, definition of life. You know, like I focus everything around learning. Mm -hmm. And so to have a hobby to where I know nothing about it and the only way to, you know, to progress in it is by learning. That's something that I'm very interested in. You know, it's not necessarily like a burning passion. I don't wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to code. It's more like I wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do like four hours of coding. And, you know, that's that. So. Coding doesn't necessarily make me happy, but it is something to fill my time with, and it does give me more meaning to my life. And so I'm more of a meaning mm-hmm. kind of person. I'm driven by meaning. I am not a happiness-driven kind of person. Right. I do think that you know everyone needs to be happy, but I would rather find meaning in my life before I find happiness.
0: That's a great way of thinking about it. I have, I want to go out on a limb here and say I've never been depressed in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's a blessing. I've never been like truly depressed. There have been moments in my life where I've been sad, right? I've been, I've been, you know, I've broken down in tears, family members lost. Um, stuff like that but i've never i've never experienced true depression
1: well do you know what the definition of depression is
0: it means like you're so sad and i well correct me if i'm wrong it means you're like so sad and you're so distraught that you don't want to do anything you have no motivation it's like a literal like almost like a disease
1: it's kind of like okay so the definition of it specifically is like a term of two weeks of more or more Of great sadness.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I've never had that. I've never had that in my life.
1: Huh. Because I'd say, like, with that that standalone definition, I think at points I have had depression. But, like, it's not, like, great depression. It's, like, a minor depression. It comes and
0: goes in some waves. It's still lingering during the two weeks, but it's, like you know, not so overcoming that you just, you know, yeah, sit it's there. not,
1: it's not like an overcoming thing where I just like, I wake up and just lay in bed for 10 hours and then I go back to sleep. You know, it's not like that. It's more just like, you know, like everything is just like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like uncomfortable and bland. Yeah, I guess so. Like there's no meaning, right. you know, you do something and you're like, what's the point? You know, I've had that for like more than two weeks before. I've never but, had that. Yeah. It, it's not necessarily something that's like, if you have like minor depression, it, I don't know, I've experienced that. It's not that bad. But like, I haven't experienced like, you know, like where you wake up and you're like, man, I just want to end it all. Like, I haven't had that before.
0: No, I've never thought about self-harm. Yeah. I've had, um we've talked about this on the podcast. I've had, um uh, body issues i've had all kinds of problems uh social anxiety Mm -hmm. um self-confidence issues uh bulimic i was bulimic for a point Uh um just stuff like that i've all dealt with but not depression even when i was like bulimic i was kind of in denial about the whole thing it's like no i'm not not making myself throw up
1: when reality but that that's another thing was that when i was telling you that like you could be depressed and just not know it you know you could just not acknowledge it so like were you sad during that time
0: no i was i was content with being bulimic i i refused to believe the fact that i was bulimic but i was i was i was laughing i was having a good time it's just i would go in the bathroom after i ate and i would make myself throw up
1: that's interesting right yeah
0: That's it's crazy to me and it's just i didn't i hated the way i looked but i would still go out and laugh with others but alone to myself, it was like I just hated everything about you. I look at my myself and I hated myself. Okay,
1: but like that's still sadness. Like it's sadness. Y- you, but it wasn't. You could have you could have points of happiness through depression. Yeah. But if you're constant, if your like normal state is sadness for two weeks or more, then that's depression.
0: Mm, it was longer than two weeks, but I don't think it was depression. And I and I know you you've constantly stated that you don't you might not know if you have depression but i'm pretty certain it was not depression okay you know Mm -hmm. it can be like a problem because like depression
1: depression in itself is like such a weird thing because like some people say that they're like oh i struggle with depression and maybe they actually do you know like you hear that and you're like oh yeah sure you do but with that you know definition of like you know, like your, your regular state is sadness Mm -hmm. for two weeks or more, then, you know, someone could actually have that. And so it's a lot more common than people think it is. You know, I feel like at least one point in someone's life, they are going to experience depression. Significant depression. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I just haven't had that chance yet. And it's because I've been, you know, I've been living at home. I live under a nice roof. Um,
1: but like, it could happen in your twenties, and your thirties, right, and right, your forties. Right. Yeah, I could
0: struggle through the entire rest of my life with depression. But I'm as of right now, I'm lucky enough to not have depression. So, for our next topic, what do you like most about yourself? It could be mental. It could be physical. Mm. I can go first if you want to think about it for a little bit. Okay. I like. I'm. I'm very cunning and I'm quick with my words. I'm a lot quicker than um, like other people. So like in a debate or a heated argument, I'm able to um, come up with comebacks that are not only do I come up with the comebacks fast, but the, the elegance and the flow in which I'm able to produce my words is very helpful in an argument or a, uh, a conversation.
1: I can see that the way that I describe the difference between you and I is that you have a lot of RAM, but not a lot of storage. I have a lot of storage, but not a lot of RAM.
0: And for those of you who don't know, um, RAM is like the processing power, how fast you can do things, how yeah. quick you can do things.
1: It stands for random access memory. And the reason why it's so useful inside of a computer is that you just throw stuff onto it, right? Like all the, all the processing power, it's able to, if you have a lot of RAM, you're able to do a lot of things at one specific time. And so when you have a lot of RAM you're able to do things really fast. So that's Jake. He's able to like you know think quickly. I don't think quickly. I just store things and then that's the reason why I don't talk as smoothly is because I'm you know accessing my storage and taking things out. My and, storage is
0: small. Yeah.
1: And so because your storage is small there's less things to take out, but you take those things out much faster than mm-hmm. I do. So that's the difference is that you're fast, but don't have memory. I build things up, but not fast.
0: So, what is one thing you like about yourself?
1: I think learning, my, or actually, you know what? My self awareness. That is, I think, The best thing is because because I have so much self-awareness, I'm able to think about my actions and I'm able to do meta thinking, which is even I think about why I think certain things. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I feel confident that I can always improve no matter what. So it doesn't necessarily matter that I'm bad at something in this point of my life at this moment. The only thing that matters is if I am progressing. That's what I care about is progress. And the only reason why I care about progress more than actual like who I am at this specific moment is because of my self-awareness. Because I rely on my self-awareness to be able to bring me up and progress through life. And it's also the reason why... I'm comfortable with myself because I think a lot, a lot. I'm always up inside of my head and without the self-awareness, I would do certain things. I wouldn't know why I do them and I would just hate myself for doing things badly, blaming myself on those certain things and then just not progressing after that. But because of my self-awareness, I'm able to control my opinion of myself and be able to recognize who I am objectively and to always look at myself in different ways to be able to realize who I am, what I want, and where I need to be.
0: Okay. That's, that's a really good answer, Eddie. Now that we've talked about one mental aspect of both of us that we both really like, what is a physical aspect of yourself that you like? I like um I
1: like how tall I am. Yeah, your tallness is pretty good.
0: I'm like I'm six one, so it's like that height where it's like you don't tower over people, but you're like, you know, he's tall. I could do a lot of things. I could probably I could play every sport and be, you know, that right size.
1: You know what? I actually like my height too. You really like your height? Yeah. I'm glad that I'm five seven. And the reason why is that it keeps me humble. I like the fact that I have things about me that aren't perfect that aren't above average like I wouldn't I wouldn't like my ears stick out more than the average person and so you know at first I used to be very self-conscious about that but now I've gotten over it and I just don't care I can still recognize though that my ears stick out more than the average oh, person fuck my bad yeah, It's fine I can still recognize that my ears stick out more than the average person Meaning that, you know, I know that I'm not perfect. I know that there are things that I have that aren't above average. And I'm not better than anyone else. So, my appearance keeps me humble. And I like that. That's good. It keeps me in a position where I know that I'm not better than anyone. Or that I'm, that I have some advantage. Or that, you know, like, that I'm too cocky. Like, I like the fact that I'm either, you know, average or, you know, below average in something. And I probably, like, even when I want to work out more and my goal is to look better, I don't go in it with the fact that, you know, like, me looking better is going to enhance anything. You know, it's just for myself and it's just for the progress, like I said. It's not for any goal. It's just to get better in general. And so, yeah, I I like the fact that you know,
0: you're a short king.
1: Yeah, you're a beautiful, short king. Yeah, I'm five seven. You know, and that's fine. Five that's seven okay. and proud, baby.
0: Yeah, you should proud of yourself too, short kings out there. A lot of you are like way more physically attractive than you guys think, and that's not me being homosexual. <laughs> now, <clears throat> this can be one thing that's physical or mental, right? Okay. And you do not have to do one of each. What is one thing you hate about yourself? I hate that my my iPhone storage and my fucking brain is like negative two gigabytes. I hate that I I can't remember my, my own mother's birthday. I hate that I I can't remember when Valentine's Day is.
1: You can't. You had, no. You no, actually I actually it. cannot tell you.
0: Wow. If I thought about it a little bit more, I could probably maybe tell you, take a good guess, but I can't. I cannot tell you when fucking Valentine's Day is. Do you know what month it's in? Damn. I... February? Yeah, February. Oh, fucking sick. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I hate that. I really hate that. Actually, now that you've pointed it out, too, it actually drives me more crazy than ever before.
1: Well, at least now that you know it, then you can fix it. So, yeah. like, you know... You're a fast thinker, so what you're really good at doing is writing things down. You know that's what you really should be doing every single time that you like learn something, or anytime that you you know there's something important, you write it down Mm -hmm. because you need something external to to remember for you. Yeah, yeah, because you will never get better at memory, never. (laughs) Actually, it will (laughs) never happen. Okay,
0: all right. What if I get Alzheimer's? I'm so fucked. I'm so fucked if I get Alzheimer's. Dude, I'm actually done for. I should just give up.
1: Well, at least if you have the habit of writing stuff down now, then when you're like 60 and you get Alzheimer's, or if you do, then... Do you
0: when? Like it's a guarantee? Oh, no, no. no it's, dude, it's, I'm done.
1: It's not a guarantee. It, it, it's more like if you don't use your brain often, you get Alzheimer's. Oh, really? Yeah. So like like the more you use your brain, the more like cognitively aware of yourself you are, and so the the less likely it is.
0: Or just think a lot.
1: Yeah, you just think a lot. Um, but uh yeah, if you're already in the habit of writing stuff down for like what would that be 40 years, 50 years, then when you get alzheimers it doesn't even really matter all that much i mean it's, it kind of matters but you you know you already write stuff down so it's like you know you write down every single day hey you have alzheimers now like you got to like be more up with writing stuff down and you're like okay
0: if but- i had to describe it to the listeners at home and some of you um some of you others might know my pain, but it's like, you know how when you try to take a photo and it's like, iPhone storage is full. That's just my brain. <laughs> Eddie's not feeling good. He's got a little bit of a cough going on, so that joke really just sent him over the cough zone.
1: Yeah, like I started laughing and then I started cough laughing. And he had to
0: like push the mic away. Yeah. But yeah, iPhone storage is always full. iPhone storage is full. Oh, you want to learn this new algebraic equation? iPhone storage is full. It's funny Shit, where'd that photo go that I took in my mind? Oh, it's gone.
1: My my first phone was this crappy off-brand Kia Sierra. <laughs> and so I know exactly what that's like because I like I could only have five apps at a time and the storage would be full. <laughs> yeah. That's all
0: you can... Is that seriously all you can fucking Yeah, I,
1: I could only have like five apps oh, and dude, the storage that, would be full.
0: That blows.
1: It sounds like it blows hard. So like, what I had to do was I had to like choose which app to temporarily delete and then download an <laughs> app and then just use that temporarily and then go back and delete it. And then like,
0: that's actually sounds hilarious.
1: Yeah. So I know exactly. <laughs> that's the reason why it was so funny to me. I, I I just thought of like my crappy shitty Kia Sierra and like having to go back and like delete. Do those shit. five
0: apps include like your phone and like calling and texting and all that?
1: Well, no, I didn't. I, I was, it was only Wi-Fi. Oh. That was my first phone. Oh my God. It was like, I didn't even have like a phone plan or anything. Just, just like. Wi-Fi. Yeah, just Wi-Fi.
0: What is one thing you hate about yourself?
1: <sighs> Not being good with people, I guess. That's... You've got definitely gotten better though. Oh yeah, I've definitely gotten better. But, you know, it, it's so frustrating to, you know, like someone does something and I just don't know why. Like I can't, I don't understand what people think. I don't understand how people feel. It's, you know, I can always be better with myself, but that's one thing is that people, I feel like I may never get people down. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, uh, you know, that's something that I should just get over and accept or something that I should still continue to work on because I will continue to work on it no matter what. But, I just don't know if I'll ever be able to truly understand other people's emotions or other people's thoughts. And it's not like I want to control them, you know, understanding those things. It's just like, you know, like I do something and someone gets upset with me and I don't like that. You know, I want people to have a good time, a good experience. I want people to feel good. I want people to, you know, you know, just have a good time. And if I'm the reason why they don't have a good time, you know, I want to be able to prevent that. And if I'm in a position where I feel like I never am able to prevent that, then I think it's understandable why I, you know, wouldn't like that about myself.
0: I, I think that you're underestimating your abilities right now. You do a pretty good job with what to say and what not to say.
1: With, with people that I know. Yes. But like, even with people that I've been talking to for like a week, two weeks, even like three months, mm-hmm. three months, someone that I talk to every single day, I could still piss them off. Still give them a bad experience and a bad time. And you know, like the majority time I will give them a good experience and a good time. Yeah. But it's those like here and now kind of things where it's like one percent. You know, I didn't intend for that to happen. I didn't want that to happen, but it did. And it's because I just wasn't thinking about them. And I was thinking more about, like, just whatever. You know, like... You know, like... That's something that I need to get better on. Is, like, thinking about someone's experience. And thinking about what they think. And how they feel about something.
0: And then kind of get a general feel for that. Yeah. I understand that. I really do.
1: But it's hard. Because, like, my default setting just goes back to what's inside my head. So... It's like, I'll be like, okay, I got to think this every single time that, you know, I got to think about what they're thinking about or how this, you know, whatever my actions make someone feel. But I just forget that I need to do that, you know, because I'm just, you know, concentrated on what's inside my head. And then I end up screwing up. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, I should have been thinking about, you know, how they felt. And I knew that I should have been thinking about how they felt but I just didn't. So, yeah. The, I need to get better with people. That's one thing that I don't like about Well,
0: myself. now moving on from the dark, deep things. What would you do if you had time travel? You can go anywhere, anyplace. Future, past, present. What would you do, and why? I don't know. Just, you know, fuck it. What would you do?
1: I don't think I would use it.
0: You wouldn't use time travel? No.
1: Really? At this, at this moment in my life, I wouldn't use time travel. The past is the past, let's not mess with it. The future, you know, you can only live in this moment in time once. And so no matter where you go, the past, the future, the present, it's all the same, you know. You're always going to experience things, you're always going to experience different things. And, you know, one thing that I have learned recently, the most out of anything, is that living in the moment... Is something that I need to get better at. It's something that I need to understand. And, you know, you got to make the best of what you have. And being here in the present, I need to be better at. You know, I I always think about the future. I'm a very future-driven person. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so good. This is going to be so good. When I do this, it's going to be so good. But then I start to neglect what's going on inside of my household at this specific moment, you know? Things that you don't
0: appreciate all the way?
1: Yeah, like I'll forget to vacuum. Like I've gone months without vacuuming my room at a time and it's all because I'm so future-driven that I just forget to, you know, I gotta upkeep my room at this specific moment in time and I just forget that. And so I need to be need to find that balance of here, now and the future or right. the past. And if I had time travel, I feel like I'd be way more willing to let go of the present and here and now and not have the mindset of you need to be better at you know what you're given mm-hmm. because you know you could just fix it. you could just change things. And so, I, I wouldn't want that.
0: I would want to go sparingly. Mm-hmm. I would go on vacations in time. Does that not sound sick?
1: I guess I would use it for, like, a more utilitarian use. Mm-hmm. <coughs> like, um, like, learning it for a lesson, you know? Like, traveling back into the 1800s and living, like, a week there. Like... Being able to understand that, you know, every single moment back then you were doing something. Mm -hmm. That's why boredom is a very recent thing. You know, you had to chop the wood in order to be able to keep the fire up so you'd be warm. That's something that you had to do. Now we just have gas that, you know, like a gas bill. Yeah. And we don't think about heating the house. But back then, you had to go out manually and chop the wood. You had to go out, wash the clothes by hand because you don't have a washing machine. You had to then put them up on a clothesline and dry them out manually. Everything was manual. Everything had to be done. And so that's a lesson that I think would be very important to learn. And so I would travel back into the 1800s and live like a week there. But... You know, you could also do the the same exact thing in in present day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know.
0: Like I would go, like I said, on vacations, I would go like back in time, and I would want to see like the wonders of the world as they're being built. Yeah, shit like that would be so cool, so fascinating. I like guess so. Famous yeah. points yeah. in history that you only hear about and dream about. How did it like actually go down? What did mm-hmm. it actually look like?
1: Yeah. Uh, again, taking like important lessons, right? And if
0: I could watch, like, I don't know. Just taking different perspectives of famous events would mm. be crazy.
1: Like meeting with famous people. Like dude. sitting down Fuck with yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. sitting down with him, being like, hey, yeah, what's up? Dude Mart
0: dude, you, this okay, it's way out of your time. Podcast. This this podcast thing is great. I, let me get you on my podcast.
1: Let me sit you down, talk into this, you know, little device real quick. Yeah.
0: Like going back in time and having like guests. From history's past on a podcast, yeah. Could you imagine?
1: That'd be crazy. Sitting down with George Washington, George being like, Washington. So, what would you say to people? I don't know, three hundred years from now in your country, <laughs> Napoleon. Oh, jeez. Um, who Alexander else? the Great. Oh
0: my God. Or like, who's someone that's like would just lived a crazy life?
1: I don't know. Um, who is the uh dude? Mongolian dude? The
0: oh my God. Um, something the conqueror. Um, how do we not know his name?
1: I don't know. Uh, he was a Hun, right? He was, he was the... Something the Hun. It was, you know, you're right. Um, what's his name?
0: Dude, I don't... Can you look it up?
1: Yeah. How do I not... How do we not know this? This is ridiculous. Yeah, so, um, also, Marcus Aurelius, um... I'd I'd like to uh to meet him. He was a uh, a Roman emperor, and uh oh Attila. Attila the Hun. Yeah, right. Isn't that him? I thought I'm thinking of another dude. Then. Yeah, I think I think I'm thinking of another dude too.
0: That's the dude from Night of the Museum. Yeah. All right, here we go. Famous Huns in history. Maybe it is Attila the Hun. I don't know. Maybe. Anyways, I would be like, because I know he like killed his own brother when he was young.
1: Genghis like, Khan. Genghis Khan. Yeah. Fuck dude. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Oh my God. Who's it, Tilla the fucking Hun? I don't know. Some bum. Yeah. I've heard that
0: name before. But Genghis Khan, like, he killed his own brother when he was little in his village.
1: Yeah, and like after that, he created the the largest, most connected empire in the entire ever existence of how, history. How do you run that? Yeah, how do you How? Especially how? back in the day. Yeah, you you had to have like riders on horseback constantly telling you information across the lands. And you have you have to like keep in mind like the telephone factor where like, you know, this person told it to this person and that person told it to this. So like the information may not even be the same. Think about know? how
0: feared he was or must have been. Like, you're, however, 15,000 miles away from him, right? And by yeah. horseback, that was, like, weeks or months to for him, for his main army to reach you. Mm-hmm. And you're so afraid of him that, like, you're afraid that he's gonna come down and be like, if you don't knock it off, I'll beat your ass. Y-
1: you know what <laughs> was really Burn your really fucking weird city though? down. What? Like, he didn't create a plan for what happened after him. So, like, after he died
0: the empire just collapsed instantly well,
1: yeah basically instantly because what ended up happening was that one dude was like okay i'm the new ruler and then well, another was, dude was like it was his sons yeah his it was three his sons, sons yeah. which he had
0: like yeah it turns out like there's his millions of like um he he had sex with so many like concubines and women uh-huh. that like his family tree is like all throughout asia yeah, and like
1: one percent like of people or whatever yeah, is like related to him. Related to, and that's a lot of people. Yeah, a that's, that's a lot of people.
0: But like his four sons, in, as soon as he fucking died, divided the empire into like four different sections. Yeah, and because
1: like, they all thought that they were the next ruler, and so they all like fought, and it was like a civil war. And yeah, like come and, on, man. And, and then people who weren't even his sons came in. They're like, actually, no, I'm the, I'm the new emperor. And so it was like. Ten different people, like, fighting for... It's crazy how many empires in history, like, the greatest leaders, um,
0: Alexander the Great, people like that, um, also, like, a lot of Roman leaders, great Roman leaders, never had a plan for after they fucking died. It just went to shit. Every single time.
1: Yeah, it was all about, like, what happens at that specific moment, except for the Romans. You know, the Romans always thought of, you know, the empire being just the empire. And once you are the ruler, you know, you're only a ruler for that specific moment, and then someone else becomes the Roman emperor. So, you know, the Romans, they were around for a long time, and they had a big empire for a long time. And, you know, it's for the reason that they planned for after they died.
0: Next question, now that we're moving on from time travel. Okay. If you were to be wanted for one thing... And it was news wide, and everyone knew it. Um, and the whole world just knew you were wanted for this one thing. What would it be?
1: Mm. That's a good question. I think exposing government secrets.
0: Facts. That is so true. Yeah. I would totally fucking do that.
1: Yeah. You're, you're like wanted for like, uh, you know, like exposing U.S. government secrets, Russian, just like every single country. That way, every single country is after you. You're like globally wanted because, you know, every country hates you now. Every government hates you because you told all their secrets.
0: Like that dude who fucking leaked all that shit from Edward the CIA. Snowden? Yeah, and then moved to Russia. Yeah, just to be like one country that you didn't piss off, though.
1: I guess so. Like one country. I don't know. It would probably be the Swiss because the Swiss, I feel like, don't hide anything. They'd be like, come on. I would
0: totally expose government secrets. Yeah. Like, I would would take pictures and be like, aliens are fucking real.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've been in Area 51. That shit crazy, bro.
0: Wild stuff. Yeah. Do you think there's other dimensions? What do you mean? So we talk about how many dimensions there are, right? There's four dimensions, right? I'm pretty sure. Is that what they say?
1: I mean, I guess if you count time as a dimension. Okay.
0: What would other dimensions even be?
1: Okay, so a good explanation of it is kind of like... Okay, so, you know, a two-dimensional object is basically... You can think of it like an ant Mm -hmm. on a piece of paper, right? So, you place the ant down... And it's just able to see what's in front of it to the side. You know, it's two dimensional. It's not able to see what's up above it or what's below it. And so when you place, a, I don't know how to explain it. Like imagine you were to cut a piece in the paper and drop like a cylinder through it. Mm-hmm. It would just see that as a wall. It wouldn't see it as like a whole cylinder going up. And down and so you know that's that's one thing that happens with fourth dimensional objects in the third dimension right things will just pop up out of nowhere and you're like what the fuck is that but actually what it is is something that's moving and it's something that's much bigger you just can't see it you're only seeing the thing that's you know like in this concept it looks like a wall but it actually is more. It's a whole cylinder. right? Right. So you're, you're seeing this as a third-dimensional thing when there's more to it. So uh, that's what a fourth dimension would kind of look like, where you see things that you can't really explain because they're moving in a different dimension that we don't know is there.
0: You can't even comprehend. Yeah, you can't even so comprehend. So we wouldn't even know what a fifth dimension would even possibly look like.
1: Yeah, it would be the same exact thing, except even crazier. It would probably pass through uh, significantly less, you know, but it would still sometimes pass through. We just can't comprehend it, right?
0: Do you believe in alien life?
1: I believe that it could exist. Right. I don't think. I don't think that there's like galactic empires or anything. Like if if there is alien life, it's not sentient. Yeah. It's it, not sentient. It, it's not. If there is alien life, I don't think that they're on, like, the scale of humans. And if they are, they aren't on the scale of, like, light speed, time travel shit. It's, it's not like, you know, there's Martians on on Mars. Like, I don't think that. Like, like I could see, like, aliens being, like, little insects. like, yeah, like crawling
0: on, around an alien planet. Yeah,
1: but, like, that's it. I like, believe
0: in bacteria. There could be definitely, like... Yeah, definitely living, bacteria. Living like, bacteria on another planet somewhere out in the galaxy that we just can't find. We don't even like think it's living until it starts fucking doing shit. And you're like, "Oh my god, it's
1: alive." Yeah, exactly. So like I you know, I think there could be alien life. There probably is alien life. It's just you know, like we could possibly be the most evolved. And even if there is a more evolved species than us, then it doesn't they're it not on the matter. level to find us. Yeah, we're not on not... level to find them. Exactly.
0: There's um, like I did a project uh my junior year for astronomy class, and we talked about like al- I, my subject was alien life, and we talked about just to have like even if we found um an- another like alien life in a nearby galaxy, just to be able to talk to them through like radio waves through the galaxy, uh-huh. the messages between each other would take like. An absurd amount of years to get to each other.
1: Exactly, it would
0: take so long to even have a fucking conversation. It would a simple conversation. I believe I did the math. I theorized that it would outlive a human life. A conversation between aliens and yeah, humans. It takes hundreds of years. Just a transmission back and forth. Uh-huh. It would take with the technology we have now. Would take out. A, it would take a human life. It yeah, like hundred
1: like, years. Like literally light years is the amount of years it takes. For light to travel at, that doesn't... So, like, even if you are going the speed of light, it will still take years to get to a different galaxy. And years. It,
0: and not to mention, if you look at the odds of, like... We're an anomaly here on Earth. Fun fact. Yeah. Uh, we should not exist. Mathematically. The scientists did the math for, like, the chances of a planet being born like ours with actual life on it. And it was, like, one in quad trillion like the bigger than billion
1: yeah one to the you know ten of what what, yeah some
0: crazy shit like that like we should not exist but somehow we do and so the chances of it happening twice are really rare (laughs) yeah exactly it's it's like i think scientists compared it to getting 30 dice right and you roll them and they all land on six Mm. like the odds of that happening are pretty equivalent Jeez. Which is insane to think about.
1: Yeah, that would be 1 times 6 to the 30. That's uh, that's pretty complicated. Let's say you have kids,
0: Eddie. Okay. What is the main lesson you'd want to teach them before you passed?
1: Jeez. Oh, Self-awareness, honestly. Self-awareness, definitely. Because... Self-awareness is the ultimate, it's the root of independence, in my opinion. Um, It's also, like, to become independent, you have to be self-aware first. And so, I feel like self-awareness is something that I want my kids to know, for one, because I have so much self-awareness, what I, you know, have my whole entire life around. So I, I know it very deeply and I know it very well. Um, and I, I've come to realize that without self-awareness, there would be so many more mistakes that I would have made. There would have been so many more, uh, upsets that I wouldn't be able to comprehend. And so even I, I want my kids to, even when I pass, be able to go out on their own to have independence and the root of independence, like I said, is self-awareness. So, you know, I, I want my kids to, to, to be able to thrive on their own, even mm-hmm. when I'm gone, uh, to be able to thrive even when they lose friends, you right. know, to always have at least themselves as they progress through life. And I want them to be comfortable with themselves. And I think all of that comes from the root of self-awareness. So if there's one thing, it's definitely self-awareness to always be thinking about, you know, why you do certain things, mm-hmm. how you do them, what you could do better. That's what I would teach them.
0: I, I like the idea of self-awareness as a lesson myself, but that would not be the number one thing for me to my kids. What would it be? Um, Let's say that my life is very successful, right? That's okay. if, if my life is very successful, like my parents was. My parents, so, okay, a little background. What my parents didn't do for me, I want to do for my kids. My parents both lived in trailer parks at one point in their life, and they were not rich people, right? Yeah. My mom lived in a trailer park and was a single mother to my sister at the time, and my dad was living in his mom's house for a long period of time. They both, like, were not, you know, your idea of rich upper middle class upper middle class. And so what they did was is that when they eventually found that success, my, when my, they got together and they found mutual success to the point where they could be upper middle class. And then having me, they, they didn't want me to experience that life so much that they shielded it off from me, like completely shielded it off. It does not even exist. They sheltered me. They, you know, they protected me. I mean, of course I'm also the youngest. So it's like extra protective,
1: or is it the youngest that I don't know the the youngest you know I'm also the youngest I feel like the youngest gets the most leniency right that's they I'm lenient but they kind of like blocked off that reality
0: mm-hmm. you know like that world you, does not exist so you,
1: you'd say you view yourself as spoiled
0: yeah I was very much so spoiled kid mm. and so if i if i'm successful like they both grew up in trailer park homes, but every time we go past a trailer park, they're like, oh, there's the white trash. And I'm like, how can you say that if you were one of those people? You, yeah. know? you were at, at that point one of those people. Like, Maybe not all of them are white trash. Yeah, I'm sure you guys were good people. I'm sure there's good people down there in those trailer park homes. And it's just like they tried shielding this reality for me. So when I was younger and I went over to people's houses that were like less fortunate than me, I would like be grossed out almost. Mm. And now I'm way better at that. Like, I understand people's financial situations. I understand, like, um, you know, we're not all blessed to be born in, like, rich households uh, with that, like, cohesive parents that raise you um, a specific way. You know, and not
1: so, not everyone has, you know, two parents and things yeah,
0: like that. It's yeah, shit like that. Just ha- even having parents. Yeah. Right? And so what I would do is I would, instead of shielding my kids from that, I would make sure they know that that is a reality. Mm-hmm. Even if we, like, live that, re- like, that is a total
1: reality. And so, the, so kind of, like, teach them to be grateful. like a pre- Or be very grateful. You, yeah. should,
0: you should be ultimately grateful. And let's say I am successful enough to where I find, um, I would want to get to the point where, like, my kids would ask for something, and I want to say no, not because uh, I can't financially afford it, but it's a no because you don't fucking need that. Like, yeah. other kids don't have that. You don't need that. You don't need a hoverboard, which that my parents were half and half good at that. Mom, I really want a hoverboard. I know they could have bought me a hoverboard like, when yeah. I was stupid, but it's like, you don't need that. You just don't need that. At the time, I'm like, why can't we have that? Why can't I have that? Like, I can, have, we clearly afford it. So it's like, why can't I have a hoverboard? And it's like, well, you're a fucking spoiled brat and you get all these other things. You don't need a fucking hoverboard. It's That's like, now that I think about it, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't need a hoverboard.
1: That's another thing that I've also thought about was like, what if. What if you made your kid think that you weren't rich? Like, what if what if you owned an apartment building, right? Mm-hmm. And you lived inside of one of those apartments. And they grew up in that apartment. And they always thought, growing up, that you were just renting it out. You know? Like, that your life was like everyone else's. And, you know, at this point, you're already, like, retired. Right? And so... You you make them go through life as a normal person, thinking that you don't have a lot of money.
0: They live those morals and values. They learn yeah. those life lessons that are very important.
1: Yeah, thinking about like the cost and things like that. You know, growing up poor but still at any point you could be like, Yeah, I could buy a Lamborghini right now, but I choose to live in an apartment.
0: That'd be an excellent life lesson for them. Yeah. Um, one thing that I want to do Because I just applied for a um, a crypto debit card. I don't know if I've told you this. Have I told you this?
1: No. You you told me that you got accepted for a credit card. Credit
0: card. This is a crypto
1: credit. Debit. Debit or credit? It's
0: a little bit of both. It's a debit and credit card combined. And so basically, every time I spend money, I get 4% cash back on any crypto that it will automatically invest in. Okay. Which kind of goaded.
1: So, are you able to pick out what? Yeah. Well, from a select. Okay. Yeah. But I want to where like goes into Bitcoin or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's those. That's one of the options. There's a bunch of options. But what I want to do is like my parents. They um, they didn't really have like a college fund for me. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell my kid. I'm gonna be straight up. I'm gonna be like, I don't have a college fund for you. And so that puts in their back of their mind. Well, well, shit. If I want to afford college, I gotta fucking work. And so then they work. Maybe they don't want to do college, whatever they want to do in life. Like if I want to be successful, if I want to own this shit, if I want to, you know, get an apartment after high school, I want to, I have to work. Like I have to work. Yeah. And then eventually let's say they do go to college. Then once they have all this money saved up, I'm like, congratulations on paying your college. Here is my lifelong crypto earnings. My literally my lifelong investments that I've been sitting here since I was 18 is now yours.
1: That would also be a good lesson to them. Not only for the fact that, you know, like they, they worked and then they get the money, but also the fact that you're willing to give them just your life, your life savings. They're like, Oh my God, like, but don't you need this? And then you're sitting there like, I live my life. Like not only that, but the fact that you could just earn it all back. Even when you're 60, you know you don't care because you're still making money at 60. Right? It's st- you know there's still passive income there.
0: There's something for everyone, and that's something for me is, you know, teaching them that financial success, and then teaching them the life plans that my parents showed me from, uh, opening their eyes to a broader world. There are people that live in poverty. There are people that are homeless. There are people that struggle on a daily, and you cannot make fun of them just because how they dress. I well, not specifically like you can't make fun of. People, just because they dress, um, you know, they don't have the you know name brand Nike.
1: For, for me, I think I don't want to give my kids money, but I want to give my kids opportunity. So what I think I would do instead of giving them like a million dollars, I'd say, hey, I'll loan you money, you know, at a 2% interest. I want a hundred thousand, you know, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars at a 2% interest for any business idea. Or they pitch the idea to me and I can say no.
0: That's what Shaq does with his kids, Shaquille yeah. O'Neal. He'll, oh, he'll, oh, he, on the media, his favorite line is, I'm not rich. Wait, no, he says to his kids, he says, we're not rich, I'm rich. Yeah. If you want to do something, you got to pitch it to me. I'll borrow you the money at an interest rate. Exactly. Which I thought and, it was fucking crazy.
1: And so I want to give them the opportunity, but that opportunity, they have to still work for it, you know? They, they still have to, if they want money from me, they have to deserve that money. They have to earn that money. And so they are more privileged in the fact that they always have someone who is, you know, who is willing to be a venture capitalist for them, who's able to see the potential in them. So they are privileged in that manner. But where the privilege doesn't come in is I'm not just going to give them the money. They still have to work for it.
0: That's fair. That's another way of doing it. Mm-hmm. I would just think um, that's that. Yeah, no, I respect that. It's just for me, it would be more like um, you're my kid, so I feel obligated to do it. Yeah. Maybe that's like the difference between you and me is like you don't feel obligated to do anything because you didn't get anything. But like, yeah. to me, they're still like I would feel such a strong connection because they are my kid that I would I would just give them the money, mm-hmm. but they would still have to pitch me an idea, right? You know, stuff that like what you isn't that right the me?
1: same thing then? Yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. If
0: you had to live through one natural disaster, what would you pick? And it's like the worst of the worst natural disasters. So what do we what do we got here? We got tsunami.
1: Yeah, volcano.
0: Earthquake, volcano, hurricane, or tornado.
1: What would you pick? God, they they all suck.
0: They all really do. Uh if I had to pick one for survivability, I would go tornado and then i would pick a bunker
1: yeah because i was thinking about earthquake but earthquake like earthquake is to the point wait if the if if it's like an actual serious really bad earthquake what will happen is that all the buildings will collapse like everything is even the basements
0: will collapse on you
1: yeah exactly because like you know a whole 10-story building is going to collapse on top of you if you live in you know if you're down in in that kind of basement but if you're,
0: so, but if it's like a tornado, right? Then you have the tornado. But if you're in a basement, you're kind of throaty-goaty because like a tornado is not gonna rip up the basement.
1: Yeah, because like you know a bunker, a bunker, like it could collapse because you know a whole you know ten story building collapses on the earth right above the bunker, and you know that creates a shock wave that hits and goes down into the bunker. But for a tornado, all that shit is like flown around and it. You know, the debris is dispersed, Mm -hmm. meaning that there isn't going to be, like, a ton of weight projected just down on top of the bunker, meaning that, you know, for a tornado, a bunker works. That's true. For an earthquake, the bunker would have to be significantly lower. And, you know, unlike what people think, a bunker could actually be safe during an earthquake because—
0: Yeah, I could agree with that because because it moves. It shifts with the dirt. The main thing is the shifting— and, yeah. and so the fear is with earthquakes and, like, buildings is that the earth shifts so much that the structural integrity of a tall building will collapse. But with a bunker, it doesn't really matter where it fucking moves in the ground. It's still under the ground, you know?
1: Yeah, and not only that, but, like... You Unless know, like,
0: it splits. D- like, how unlucky would it be if you got in your fucking bunker and you built, like, right on a fault line? Oh. And so it, like, splits right in the fucking half right in front of you. Yeah. Like, your bunker just divides and you're in the middle of a ravine and you're fucked.
1: Yeah, but, like you know, Japan, Japan experiences a lot of earthquakes Mm -hmm. and yet they still have subway tunnels. Right. And the reason why is because the having it being a cylinder in the ground actually makes it safer to be underground than it does up above the structural integrity of that type of like of it being domed. It's just like an egg right at the top of the egg. If you if you try and hit it, at the at the top or the bottom, it doesn't break, but on the sides, it breaks. Right? Mm. It's the same thing with like a like a dome or like a, a a cylinder. Right? Like because it's built a certain way, it's able to take an impact of much higher strength. So, yeah, like if you're in a subway during an earthquake in Tokyo, you don't have to worry. You know, it's not it's not more dangerous.
0: Another thing is is that like. I would have said earthquake, right? But then usually following earthquakes, if we're assuming everything is like the worst, it could be earthquakes come uh, before tsunamis and tsunamis come next. Yeah. So like I'm thinking for a bunker, I really wouldn't want to be below ground. Is it just me or am I the only, this might be demented, but if I lived on like a third story apartment complex, right? Yeah. The tsunami comes through. I know my shit ain't getting destroyed. Right. Wouldn't it be almost a vibe? I mean, sure. Lots of people probably died in the tsunami,
1: right? What are you talking about? About how, like, you could just survive that in a three-story building?
0: Like, uh, okay. So, like, let's say, like, the main wave hits the town, but you're, like, in the middle of the town. Yeah. So, like, floods everything. Like, it's still, like, four feet of standing water. But, like, you're, you know, on the third story. So, like, it floods the roads and whatnot. Maybe it sweeps your car. Or maybe not. Maybe you park on a top of a... Okay. Whatever.
1: So, eventually eventually there will be a massive tsunami that hits the eastern coast of the U.S. Eventually. It will happen eventually. Maybe in a few hundred years, no matter what, it will happen. Okay. And so um, uh, Charleston, uh, South Carolina, the whole entire city will be devastated. The entire city, no matter what. If there's a massive tsunami that comes from the coast, mm-hmm. Charleston is going to be wiped out. New York is going to be hit and it will be wiped out.
0: Dang. How do you know that?
1: Um, because uh there are the these islands that uh it's uh-huh. really hard to describe, but there's you know, a volcano could erupt uh-huh. and debris will be sent into the water. And the debris is so massive that it creates a a huge tsunami that just devastates the eastern side, the eastern coast. Just devastates it.
0: Kind of like how, you know, Yosemite Park? Yeah. There's a volcano underneath Yosemite Uh that, like, if it ruptures, it will literally take out, like, the entire planet.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's Like, like, when? An ash cloud that comes up into the sky And there will be no sunlight and so all plants will die. And and then then, all humans will die. Yes. And then all animals. So
0: it's gonna be a couple million years, but like no matter what, humanity's doomed. Like I'm sorry.
1: I don't think no matter what, like our technology obviously will be capable of like
0: maybe diffusing it?
1: Maybe diffusing it, maybe finding out a way in order to make it so that, you know, you can disperse the ash, whatever it may be. I think I I I think, think
0: where we are as humanity is like We're at a good point right now where, like, the advancements in technology for, like, everyday living is good enough. Like, we can stop worrying about that so much. Let's worry about, like, if a comet is coming to fucking kill the Earth, how could we stop it? Yeah. Can you focus on that technology? That would be pretty Even NASA's like, we don't got anything for it. Like, we're fucked.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if, like, an asteroid that was the size that took out the dinosaurs were to come down, we would would die. There's no saving that.
0: Or, like... We are having a constant trash problem pile up, and eventually, we're going to run out of space. How do we combat that? Like, how do we get rid of, you know, standing trash?
1: There's already a, a trash pile in the Atlantic. Atlantic. Yep. yep, it's yep. like the size of a continent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's huge. It's so, massive. how do we
0: how do we get rid of that as a uh, you know humanity? Yeah. How do we prolong our lives on Earth?
1: But that requires getting over trivial things, and that requires teamwork. You know, countries having massive teamwork. <laughs> and uh, that's yeah, not going to happen. Right. That's never going to happen. Yeah.
0: The day that happens is the day the world ends.
1: Okay, this is something that I thought about. But if the top 20 countries in the world, as far as uh, GDP go, mm-hmm. um, sent $1 billion to one project, that's $20 billion, That's it. $20 dollars for one project. What project do you think should be emphasized? If you're you, if you're trying to combat the world, right? 1 billion dollars for uh as far as like the US goes, trivial. Trivial. Tiny But for military spending, we spend hundreds of billions of dollars. Right. For military spending. So $1 billion isn't a lot. We could incorporate, you know, the U.S. could send $10 billion to one project. The next, the second uh, highest GDP country in the world could send $9 billion, you know? Like, you know, the the countries with the highest GDP send more and the countries with a little bit lower GDP send less, right? So let's say combined totally top 20 countries in, in the world Get gather like fifty billion, right? For one project, what project?
0: I want to say two projects. I am gonna give you my top two. Okay, I am gonna give you renewable energy. Okay, and I want to give you just I don't know how to say it. Trash, just fucking trash in general. Okay, or waste, waste. That's a good one. Renewable energy and waste. Renewable energy because eventually we are gonna run out. Mm-hmm. Earth has limited materials. Humanity is going to keep growing, and from that, we're going to need more and more materials, specifically power, okay? You can't keep mining fossil fuels. You're going to run out. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact, and that's a fact that everyone's – you are going to run out of, like, oil, and not to, like, just hate on big oil companies and whatnot. You're also going to run out of, like – if you want to go the electric path, you're eventually going to run out of the shit that builds batteries because yeah. it's, it's a very finite material. So you're going to run out of that and you're going to run out oil and you're going to run out of everything. We need some kind of renewable energy that's going to power all of humanity for infinite time mm-hmm. that can be constantly used over and over again that we can all somehow, I don't know, uh, put towards or just something to keep the earth powered and going. that yeah. We won't like use up all our materials. Second is waste. Okay. You have your shit. You have your piss going into rivers. Some rivers in the fucking world are so bad that you cannot even swim in them because there's so much fecal matter and piss in the river that, like, it's hazardous. It's a hazard river. And so eventually, you keep that cycle up, and eventually, you're just going to fill the whole ocean. You're going to kill everything. Mm -hmm. The waste in the ocean is, like, fucking insane. The waste in, like, uh, the, the woods and whatnot is yeah. crazy the pollution from uh, the waste of like p- plants going into water? When I was in West Virginia, we talked about this in the last podcast episode. When I was in West Virginia, my sister had to think about if she was upstream or downstream from the fucking coal mines to think if she could drink tap water. If you think about the situation like Flint, Michigan, shit like that, it's yeah. like we got to do something with this. I don't care if we like send it to the sun. Um, what else? Uh, what do you call when you have the dumps? The dumps. The what do you call them?
1: What do you mean? Just like a dump?
0: Yeah, but it's not like a dump. It's a... Where you throw all the trash and cover it. A Land- landfill. Yeah, landfill. A landfill. Uh, landfills are leaking. They leak. Toxic. Not only toxic air, but toxic... Um, They seep into the water. And, like, they seep into, like, local, like, water. And then they seep into the air. And it kills, like, fucking oxygen. And it's like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like, you can't just keep piling it somewhere. And, like, you can't just throw it in the ocean and fucking ignore it. Like... We, how many people know about the fact that like there's a trash pile the size of a continent in the ocean? I don't know. And how probably a lot. That's like a well known thing. But yeah. like, how many people are actually gonna fucking do something about it? We're just gonna wait for it to pile up until it becomes an actual problem, mm-hmm. until the landfine actually poisons an entire town, until the water supply from a small city gets polluted because the river is so toxic you cannot drink out of it anymore. Yeah. You know. It's like what? What the fuck are we gonna do? We're gonna ignore problems until they become real problems? That's crazy to me. So I yeah, think, getting rid of trash and renewable energy.
1: Okay, I, that's a respectable. Uh, What's yours? Uh, putting it towards malnutrition of children, uh, or just people in general. So the way that I think about it is that the more development that we have, the better, right? Because the more development the more technology we are going to be able to, you know, like the reason why it's so clean up here and our rivers are so clean is because we have a filtration system mm-hmm. that, you know, gets rid of the shit in the piss. Right. And, you know, our water is always clean uh, when we dump water back into the rivers and lakes and whatever. So it, that's, that's clean water and that's done because of development, because of technology. Right. And so, The reason why India is so filthy is because they don't have development. The reason why Africa is so filthy is because they don't have development. And so our way of, you know, the whole basis of development is that you have your necessities met. You have food. You have water. You have shelter. But for the people who don't have food, who don't have water, and who don't have shelter, you cannot develop it's not physically possible because you don't have your you know your fundamentals met. And so I would put that 50 billion towards malnutrition because once they do actually get their food met, once they do actually get their water met, then now they're able to start developing. And once they develop, then it's going to become cleaner. It's going to become better for everyone on this entire planet. Because there are a billion people, over a billion people in Africa, and that is potential, right? If you connect them with the rest of the world, all of a sudden that's a billion more minds that you have in order to create geniuses, in order to create people who are able to build new technologies, in order to progress in life. And that billion people, once you get more development, is going to expand into two billion three billion and with that more development comes more uh, comes the ability to handle more people mm-hmm. right you're able to turn Africa into an area where you can hold more than three billion people that's pretty easy on a continent that big right so once you get the the fundamentals down, the basis, the foundation for for humans, then everything else will start to develop for them. So that's where I feel like, you know, the 50 billion should go is for food and water. That's a
0: nice, I like that answer too. Yeah. Like get them what they need and then we can work on the other problems. Mm-hmm. We can't like, it's the same thing. It's just like ignorance and ignoring stuff. It's not gonna just go away. Yeah. Uh, what is one thing that you see, hear, or do That you just feel obligated to do. You see it and you're like, I got to do it. I don't know. Your body has forced you to do it.
1: Meth. I see meth. (laughs) I got to do it.
0: Um, For me, it's like when I litter. Not necessarily like other people's litter. It's like when I drop something, no matter how inconvenient it may be. One time I was uh, like I I dropped a Pop-Tart wrapper. Like, two miles back on a bike ride, I went out of my way to turn around and, like, I'm like, I gotta go get that fucking Pop-Tart wrapper. So I went and got it. It's like, I have to pick up my own trash. That mm-hmm. litter. It's like something I just feel obligated to do.
1: Like, you don't care if other people... Uh...
0: No, I could see a huge, like, I could see, like, a huge <laughs> piece of plastic that a squirrel was choking on right next to a trash can, and I wouldn't feel obligated to go pick up that trash. Huh. It's not mine. Yeah. But, like, my own? Yeah. I deal with it. It has to go in the trash. Do you have anything like that?
1: I don't know. My, mine isn't really like physical, I guess. I feel obligated to look at all the different perspectives. Like I I feel obligated to always think of something in a different way. You know, like the way the, the way that I think of myself, for example, first I come at it from one angle and then I come at it from a different angle. So I'm like, okay, Eddie is a good guy. These are all the reasons why Eddie is a good guy. And then I come from a different perspective. Eddie is a piece of shit. This is the reason why Eddie is a piece of shit. And so, that's what I do with basically everything. I go in, this podcast is a great idea. This is the reason why. This podcast is a horrible fucking idea. This is the reason why. I always feel obligated, no matter what. You know, like, I even feel obligated for, like, really fucked up shit, you know? Like... Hitler was objectively a bad person. What if I came at it from the angle that Hitler was right? And so you, no matter what, I always feel obligated. Yeah. I always have to look at it from a certain angle. perspective, no matter yeah. how bad yeah. that angle is, no matter how bad, no matter it, even if I disagree with it, I'm like, OK, even though I, I know coming at this, this is wrong, like coming at it from the example of like two plus two equals five. Okay, I come at it from that perspective. Where like I know that it's wrong, even though that I know that it's wrong. It gives wrong. you
0: a really nuanced perspective though.
1: Yeah. It, it it allows me to look at things objectively. But like even if I don't want to, I think about it in that certain way. Because I, I just feel obligated to, to look at it from all different perspectives.
0: Let's say you lived in a small town. What's our population in our small town?
1: 1,600.
0: Thank you. Let's say you lived in a town of 1,600 people. Okay. You hated the town so much for no reason. You wanted to kill off the town. You want to make it so this is a ghost town now. How would you do it? And you can't just like say, I'm going to go around and kill everybody. You can't do that.
1: You to go 50 years without po- being caught. Okay. Poison the water supply.
0: That's what I thought. Let me explain to you why it's a bad idea. Okay. So you would think that poisoning the water supply would do it, right? Okay. But it actually doesn't. People take things like, and then I thought about like, I'm going to burn the town down. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make it miserable. But they actually, if you make like things miserable in the town, you actually see a stronger connection between the people of the town. So like poison the water supply. Think about like Flint, Michigan, right? Okay. It's horrible what happened there, but they came together, got public media attention. And it's not like the population of Flint, Michigan went down a considerable amount because the water supply got poisoned, right? It's it's because of you know crime rates and other such. But um, the main thing is is like it's they come together like a small town unifies over things like that. So you can't say ah I'm gonna burn down this. What I would do is if I could really do anything, is I would start to slowly cut off the job supply in the area.
1: Okay, if you're talking about like anything, anything, like if you could do anything, I would make the water itself radioactive. Okay, and the reason why is because radioactivity doesn't go away for decades, right? And so you look at Chernobyl, right? Like, I don't think anybody is really going to move back <laughs> in once that dissipates, That's you fair. know? That's
0: fair. Let's make it, like, realistic, though. Like, So what I would do is I would cut off the job supply, right? Because if people can't get jobs, then they're not going to fucking come here and live. And then... Eventually, right, they're gonna move away to find better jobs.
1: It doesn't work for a place like this, though.
0: And you're thinking because of the tourists, right? Yeah, we have so yeah. many tourists, as we we're thinking. But if there's no jobs and nobody wants to work here, no one's gonna be able to supply those tourists. No, they come you, up. You
1: could, you could sell boat.
0: No, no. Here's the thing: who would who would fucking like who would um, winterize your boat if there's no jobs
1: here? Oh wait, yeah, I didn't think about like who, where would you go out to eat? The boat. If there's marina? no jobs here. Like you wouldn't be able to fill up on gas because there's no one to, right. to supply the then gas. Then they would stop
0: coming here. If There's no one to supply the gas, no one to give you food, no one to like give you services that you otherwise okay. can't people, have. People could still fish up here, though.
1: You'd have like a small little cabin and you could just fish.
0: True, but in my eyes, that would be the town dead. And then eventually, when you start closing the businesses, the tourists stop coming. And when the tourists stop coming, the other businesses will collapse. Because that's, then that's their main economy. And yeah. boom, town dead. Killed it. Small town dead.
1: Okay, but logistically, how would you how would you kill? Like, would you just buy the business and then like don't use it? Like (sighs) that would be the
0: combo. You would you would have to slowly lay people off and make it like automated, and then make it worse, and then just make it really yeah.
1: You you would need a lot of money and just buy up all the businesses and just don't use them
0: or like purposely make them bad,
1: like bulldoze them.
0: But you have to do it slow enough, so like because if you do it way too fast, right? Then people are just going to like make new businesses. And not only that. And then they'll drive you out of business because their business is so much better. But like if you do it just slow enough, they won't.
1: Not only that, but they'll band together and be like, you aren't going to buy anything because no one's going to sell to you. Exactly. No matter what the price, no one's going to sell to you. No exactly. matter if you if you want this business for $10 million and it's like some like crappy, like, I don't know, moccasin shop, <laughs> no, no one's going to care. No one's going to be like, yeah, I'll give it to you for $10 million, you know? So,
0: last question. Okay. What is one thing you could see only once? What would you want to see? For me, the creation of the universe. If I could see it from a third-person perspective, if I could see it just once. Just once. That'd <sighs> be sick. That'd be beautiful. Okay. Watching the Big Bang.
1: Just once, mm-hmm. a new color. What? A new color. Like, uh, a color that a human couldn't c- conceive, you know? Because we have a very, like, you know, visible light is only a strip of all light, you know? And so a different color, it'd be mind-blowing, you know? Because you can't, you can't conceive that. There's no way that you could possibly know what a different color... You know, try and think of a new color that's separate from from blue or red. Yeah, you can't. It's actually impossible. And so I can think about maybe what the creation of the universe looked like, but I can't conceive a different color.
0: Oh, I saw a video a while back. A person who only saw in black and white from retinal damage came out of surgery and was able to see color for the first time and they recorded it. Her reaction was just pure. Like it was just like pure tears coming down her face. It took her to like a beautiful sunset. Yeah. And, like, it was just, it was a great video. I loved
1: it. Mm-hmm.
0: It was, like, because she couldn't, like, what is blue, you know? We'd make that shit up.
1: Or, like, I actually saw a video of someone who was deaf for their entire life. Hearing the, music. Yeah, hearing music. Actually, that's what the video was, was, like, they put on music. They, like, talked to her, you know? And, yeah, it was actually, like, and they had the same reaction, just, like, absolutely, like, like bawling out their eyes because, like, you know, you this input that's never, you know, been, been had before. Whole
0: parts of your brain that have never even, like, been activated because you've been deaf your whole life. Yeah. Being just suddenly used would be crazy. That would be a trip. Yeah. That'd be a total trip.
1: I mean, I would say, you know, one thing that I could experience, you know, my entire brain being activated at once, but that's actually called something. That's called a seizure. So... (laughs) I wouldn't want that.
0: <laughs> it's called a seizure. Well, on that lovely high note joke, we are going to be ending this podcast. So, just a, remind you, a reminder for all those listening at home. Uh, can you please follow the podcast and and download the episodes? It's the only way that we know you actually listen to the fucking episode. Yeah,
1: like even, even if you've already listened to it and you didn't download it please download please it please just like, download
0: it so we know you listen to it yeah please just download it um and for the sake of sponsors if you ever want to do this it's like a full-time thing which we have other plans uh, not including this they're coming soon by the way <laughs> always coming soon but um for the main thing is for sponsors they look at downloads right so you can't get a sponsor if we don't show evidence of this total amount of downloads of whatever so if you could please download, please follow, please rate five stars on Spotify. We would, mm, mm, we love you. We love each and every one of you. We really do. And we appreciate every one of you. We had 22 downloads yesterday or today. Today? To, to, in the well, past 24 hours. In the past 24 hours, we had 22 downloads in a day, which is, I think, a record?
1: Yeah, that's a record.
0: And so it's like, that's crazy that you guys actually care that much to listen. So thank you to each and every one of you. <sighs> This is Writing the Narrative with Jake and Eddie.
1: I'm Jake. And I'm Eddie. Goodbye. Goodbye.